Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We need a girl like you to keep listening to the Jason and Alexis in the morning here on My Talk 1071. I'm sorry, a woman, a woman like you or a man, you know, whatever or both or whatever you decide to be today. Yes. Uh, I have decided today that my name is Chip Adams <laughs> mm-hmm. and you, ma'am, are. I don't know. What am I? Beverly Boobs. Be- Get it together, oh! woman. Beverly, Beverly Boobs. Beverly Boobs. I want to hear your backstory at some point. <laughs> I bet uh, you do. <laughs> and, Ryan, <laughs> and Ryan. What's your name again? Uh, Ryan Flarge. Yes. That's the literal sound of a brain fart. Like, what is a name? Ryan <laughs> Flarge. Mm. Tell him Flarge sent you. <laughs> anyway, uh, actually, no. You're listening to Bradley Trainer, Don McLean, Ryan Perpich, Jason and Alexis in the morning. It's just after 7 a.m. It's about 7.05 in the metro. And you should go a little slow yes, this morning. Yes, you should. The weather's a little crappy out there. It's a little rainy on top of snowy. Right. So it's slick in areas like uh, your side streets. Uh, the main highways are fine, but yeah. 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 All right. So uh, hopefully you are curled up on the couch recovering mm. from a festive holiday season. Did you ruin Christmas? I did. Thank How? you for bringing that up. I ruined the beef dip, you guys. The beef dip? Beef dip. Okay. okay. So beef dip. Do you Have you ever had beef dip? I know. I'm, I'm interested here. Uh, right. other, otherwise known as dried beef dip. Therein lo- lie, lay load lid <laughs> the, the problem. load of the beef dip. <laughs> so every year, I, I'm obsessed with uh, Jamie's family makes a beef dip. Dried beef dip. I don't know what that is. Is it like a jus sauce? What are you, what are you See, beef dip. Oh, just wait, you guys. What no. do you dip it in? It's what? cream cheese, oh. sour cream, oh. horseradish, okay. green onions, mm. and dried beef. Wow. Leads to another question. Like beef jerky? What is dried beef? <laughs> well, this is what this is how I ruined it. So anyway, just know that I fell in love with the beef dip when I first started going to his family Christmases. And um, then they it, it wasn't necessarily something they made every year. But once they knew that I liked it, they were like, well, we'll make it every year. So okay. then every year they make it. Well, then the last couple of years, Jamie has made it. or uh, And this year I was going to help make it. So we go to the grocery store to get the ingredients, go down the list, get everything. And then it came time to find the dried beef. Now, for those of you who've made anything with dried beef, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a jar and it will be near the deviled ham can or the, you know, potted meat experience, the spam, (laughs) et cetera. I've never had spam. All of those things are generally in the same uh, area. Mm. And there's a jar and it's like Armour brand, A-R-M-O-U-R, right? Armour brand. Sure. And it comes in a jar and it literally looks like slices of lunch meat that have been dried. Mm. And it's, it's beef that's been dried. You dice it up, 
and you throw it in this dip. So basically, it's a cream it's a cream cheese dip, uh-huh. right, with salty dried beef pieces in it. I know it sounds weird to you, but the beef and the horseradish and the onions, oh my god, when it's doing its thing, it's amazing. You put it on club crackers, okay. any kind of cracker you want. I see, I see. Now you see I'm what it getting, is? it's a spread. So we're going through the grocery store to get all the ingredients and um, it comes time to get dried beef. And I'm like, oh, I know where dried beef is. I know what dried beef is, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm basically an 80 year old woman. Yeah. And I, this is depression food because why else would you eat sheets of like beef scented paper? Because that's so, essentially oh, what I it see. is. Okay. So it's not like beef jerky. No. That's all I have in it's my like, mind. Th- think of literally like slices of deli meat. Okay. Uh, dried. Okay. So it has the consistency of like mm, Sheets leather of seaweed? or paper. <laughs> okay. And um, mm. but it's beefy. Okay. Okay. So we get the ingredients. Well, it turned out I did it all wrong, because you, the recipe that his family does, they don't use actual dried beef. What do they, they use? They use the budding or budding, budding. Oh yeah. How do you spell that? Budding. Budding. The lunch meat. Oh right. The beef. There's like budding beef. So it's almost like Arby's roast beef beef. Oh, yeah. That's really cheap lunch meat. It's like yes. 99 cents. Yes. Yeah. So they use that. So three contain- or three packages of that are one six-ounce package or something. Well, the equivalent that you're supposed to use of the buttig meat mm-hmm. and the equivalent of the dried beef, I used the buttig quantity with the dried beef. Oh. Now. Think of fresh lunch meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not that salty. What do you do with it? Okay. Anyway, you dice it up and you mix it up with the other okay, stuff. Okay, and that's okay, the dip. Okay. But So that's not really dried. It's so, just lunch meat. No, it's just regular okay. lunch meat. They, but they call it beef dip. Okay. Not dried beef dip because dried beef dip is with dried beef. Anyway, so the recipe calls for this regular lunch meat, which is not as salty. Yeah. It's fresh. So I put basically three times the amount <laughs> of stuff in. Triple meat. And it was and like one piece of dried beef is very salty oh. because it's cured right oh, sure. no. yeah, 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 yeah. so it's That's like super it's concentrated yeah. oh, no. so i added three times so uh it tasted like a salt lick Ew. i like salt it literally tastes like have you ever had like the bottom of a bag of pretzels yes. you empty the bag out <laughs> and you're like oh <laughs> all that salt yeah. it's exactly what i did and so then for the entire evening everyone was like oh uh, oh <laughs> Oh. oh, and then there was like all this conversation about, oh, not that dried beef. You have to use the buttock. And then literally like like second cousin Francine would be like, did you use the buttock? And I'm <laughs> and like, like no, no, I used the I dried used... beef because that's what I thought it was. Oh, you said no. Dried beef. Oh, dip. no. You use the buttock and you got to make sure it's the thing with the thing. Well, the buttock is wet. It's not dried yes, at all. It's not dried, so, so they, it's not as super concentrated. No. So you'd use like one third the amount. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, so next year I will not ruin uh, the beef dip. So you just throw it out? No, um, people Jay's ate dad it, ate it, it. Okay. and then just complained about it the whole time, oh, which I love. Great. Oh my gosh! Do you? Um, because I know both of you celebrated the holidays with mm-hmm. your family. Surely, surely there is something like that every year that somebody does. Yeah. And then somebody will screw something up. And yeah. then you talk about like Janice. And she forgot she, the potatoes this oh, year. Oh, I can tell you what it is for our family. Um, it's sweet potato sauce. Mm. It's like a sauce. Co- it's like a sauce that's um, it's heavy cream, butter in a saucepan with like brown sugar. Ooh, okay. And so you make sort of like a caramel sauce out of this, but it's not the consistency that would be so thick as a caramel. And then you put it on a sweet potato. Well, like so, you di- you just ladle it out yeah. onto your. Su- it looks your- like gravy, but it's actually sweet. And you put it on your mashed sweet potatoes. Uh, 
or chunks? Or yeah, what do just you do? an open sweet potato. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. And, and um, every year, my mom tries to get someone else to do it, but none, nobody wants to get up and do Why? it. Why? Because so. it's hard, or it's no, we lab- just don't laborious. Uh, yeah, it's like if you. If you get it too, it turns into like a brittle. If you are boiling it too oh, hard, sure. hard or you... Because now you're making candy. Right. You don't want to do that. So you can't leave it, really. You have to like constantly stir it and, and sit there and stir it. And so uh, we sort of uh, took this from a, a restaurant and concocted our own recipe because it was just so good at like Texas Roadhouse or something. Yeah, okay? that's awesome. And so, so it also has cinnamon in it. So it's like there's no real recipe. And so everybody has the pressure of like, I don't want to make it because I don't want to be blamed for screwing it up. So my mom was like, I've been making everything. And now, so she was trying to get somebody to get up off our butts and do it. And, and do we, it. Nobody did. No. So she, did you not have it? Oh, we did it. Oh, okay. oh we had it because my mom made it. <laughs> Terrible. Wow. What a family you guys are. Oh my God. This is the thing the matriarch has to do all the work. Brian and your family. I know you guys make I'm all sorts. Baby. I mean, they're, they're I don't like. do anything. Uh, Ryan's family, don't forget, they rented out an entire like winter right. ski palace um, <laughs> right. for their tradition. So surely you've got some sort of traditional meal experience. We ha- I mean, we this year was the meal where we, we make our cabbage rolls every year. We've mm. been doing that for like 20 years. So for Christmas dinner, you have cabbage rolls? We, ha- we have cabbage rolls. We have uh, we had porchetta. Uh, we had homemade porchetta. Oh my God. We, I want to go to eat at his family. We had homemade mm. pizza, which is this, we've been getting good at that. Pizza. So you guys yes. are like clearly fresh off the boat from like Ukraine it's or somewhere in the Poland? Croatian and Slovenian kind okay. of party. All so right. and then you know there's Whoa. polka music playing. Like oh yeah, who it's, stole uh, the Kishka? Yes, I saw. I went to Kermarchik's the other day and yeah. saw Kishka. And no, I thought seriously, of you, Bradley. Play, we're gonna play that at some point. We today. will. What we will. Need to understand the beauty. Well, wouldn't she like to know? Steal I it love and buy Exactly. You can get it at Kermarchik's, by the okay. way. But uh, the only thing that really went wrong, I mean, we have turkey hamlets, but we have everything. There's a lot of food. The only thing that went wrong was at the end of the night, we've incorporated a new tradition. We love traditions. The newest one is after we open presents at like 10 p.m., we make grasshoppers, which is the ice oh, cream drink fancy. with the cream to cocoa, cream to mint. And yeah. that's become my job. And, and you, you know, screwed it up. it's well, it's around 10 p.m. Everyone's a little well shined at this point. Oh and my then, gosh! And I, 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 we need to ration it more because only I was like pouring, you know, pint glasses oh. of grasshoppers for people. Some people and were going to make sure Granny gets hers. Yeah, and some people didn't get it, and they were a little upset. Oh. And so now we're gonna get like special you little ruined sample you glasses. Grateful, <laughs> miserable person. But most people probably didn't need those grasshoppers. Yeah. But, 10 p.m. at night, but well, it's like most wonderful. everything at Christmas. You yes. don't need it. That's no. not the point. You don't need that eighth cookie, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, have it. Well, we're gonna go have the eighth and ninth and tenth cookie during the break. But when we come back, um, Maya Bialik is having a she's having a rough few days. She did. So we're gonna let her vent when we come back right here on my talk. One of who stole the quiche? Oh my god! Who stole the Somebody stole it. Oh, this is a it's a toe tapper here. It's a big fat sausage, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. So who stole the sausage, man? It's also a hit at certain gay bars. But. <laughs> no, good morning. Hi, where am I? I want to those to gay bars. Jason and Alexis in the morning here on my talk, 1071 Sands, Jason or Alexis. But we've got Dawn, Dawn McLean. Yeah. I'm Bradley Trainer from Colleen and Bradley. And of course, Ryan Perpich from uh, Donna, Steve and Ryan. And... Uh, that was who stole the Kishka. That's you know a holiday favorite at Ryan's it house. Is. Do you have Kishka? We do not. That's no. a little too Polish for us. Oh, okay. What is Kishka? It's just uh, you know I'm not. Fr- I'm from the south. I've never y'all. had it, but it's like a big. 
stuffed. It refers to various types of sausage or stuffed intestine with a filling made from a combination of meat and meal, often a grain. What? So it's not a quiche? No. No. You'd think it would be since it's just cuh at the end. I just, I love a good polka. I don't have the Eastern European roots, but we've got a lot of German uh, in our family. And so polkas were, Mm -hmm. you know, par for the course in our family. I love it. So uh, that's our holiday. Should we just talk about family stories? (laughs) Uh, We were talking about them during the break. But no, we should get to Mayim Bialik because she has had a rough go of uh, the holidays. And I, I was like, what's going on with Mayim Bialik and Dawn? Um, apparently she's got the holiday blues. She does. You know, she was not doing so well over on Christmas Eve. Uh, she split from her boyfriend and you know, she's a star. She was blossom growing up on TV. She's now on the big bang theory. Um, and we just love her. She just had a recent breakup and they had spent two years after two years together. Well, this is what she said, um, that she split from her boyfriend of five years um, the government is shut down. It's Christmas Eve day. I'm newly single and not doing so well, to be quite honest. But the most pressing issue right now is that my cats, after two years together, have started a dominance war that involves urine and feces. Oh, my God. Long story short, my bed wah, is not able wah. to be slept in, and I'm sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Just keeping you updated as to my life here. Okay. Did she not later come back and sort of say, like, sorry, I'm fine now. Everything's okay. Yeah. I mean, but before that, you know, before that on November 27th, she's talking about if she was, she's nervous, she's single again. It was painful to be alone. You know, she was excessively sad. Um, We're a family, even though we're divorced. Um, So, yeah. But she did come back and say on Christmas, guys, don't worry, because a lot of people reached out. Well, of course. So this is the thing I was going to say is that if you put that out there, which (laughs) I just tend to be one of those people that I keep that stuff to myself. But, you know, it's 2018 people. It's almost 2019. Especially as a celebrity, I would keep that to myself. I I would be so closed off. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like we understand why celebrities create fake stories for tabloids, because they don't want their real crap to you know, show up on headlines because the last thing you want is somebody at the grocery store going, oh, girl, I know you've had a rough go of it, but, um, you know, I'm here for you. Yeah, I, I don't know who you are. Get away from me. I, te- I have a tendency to not talk about um, if I have a boyfriend yeah. on radio shows yeah. because I've in the past had issues where, you know, I, I've never been married. So I have boyfriends. Things happen. You break up. And then all of a sudden you're not talking about them mm. and people start calling, emailing. Yeah, They're like, where is recently. he? And people where is are he? We really, haven't heard from see, him. So it's not the people that are genuinely kind and thoughtful. So don't, don't misunderstand yeah, what don't I'm misunderstand saying. Us. Like, like we. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We live our lives sort of out in the open on the air. It's certainly not to the extent of somebody like Maya Bialik. And that's that's really what I'm thinking of. You have to be far more careful because far more people can know intimate things about you. And then what happens is, to your point, it's not people who are genuinely kind and thoughtful. It's people who don't understand boundaries and are then, you know, feel, they feel licensed to to have opinions about something that maybe is not none of their business right exactly. so they would come up to you they would call you know a breakup with a guy and then you're not really talking about him anymore i don't come out and say i've broken up with him but then or maybe they've broken up with me and i'm super sad don't want to you know whenever you're super sad whenever <laughs> you have a breakup and then all of a sudden you're faced with that reality and then people want to know why yeah they come up to you at events and they Did go, he cheat on you they go oh i saw jordan out with another girl are you guys not together anymore and i don't know this and i'm like um no we Thanks broke up for ripping that scab off right they're like yeah i came up and i said where's dawn who is it like literally oh my god right? people are horrible and then they're like want me to talk about it and they keep pressing and asking questions and it wasn't just one person it was oh, she a was lot. really cute do you know who she is oh yeah is that his new girlfriend because i saw him out at you know uh blah 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 bar last night and i'm no, like okay people, uh. again and then i'm like have tears in my eyes and they're like oh let me comfort you i'm like i don't know you again you please get away from me again so, so like, i don't talk about boyfriends. with my ambiolic i feel like if you're gonna be that open here's the lesson right if you're gonna be that open you have to be willing to let people sort of have that experience with you so better to maybe it's not that you don't share things about yourself right but like this particular uh Ooh. you know experience from her just seems a little too forthcoming and a little too maybe womp, it's womp. maybe it's because she was married right so she's divorced and so that's public because those are public yeah. records so she well, again has it's to not that you don't it. share things about your life but like the way she's doing it just comes across as like, you know, my house right now is really because then you want to be like, girl, you like, really? Like, look at you kind of get in that mode where you're like, are you really complaining right now? Yeah. I mean, true. Which, yeah. again, even the richest people on Earth, even Oprah oh, has sure. bad days. But I'm thinking, allowed. is she by herself? Like, <laughs> does she not have any family to come over? Yeah. A sister to hold her hand? Just to put it out on social media is a little odd. But yeah. I feel like you know. those are those are times when you call your friends and you say, I just I can't <laughs> right now. It's just, hard. My cat is pooping. It's like, just stay on off social media. Oh, yeah. um, If you guys are just joining us, we're talking about the post-holiday blues. I'm sure we all feel it. Why? Because we're a little swollen. Oh, we're retaining yeah. a little bit of water. Totally swollen. And uh, I don't know about you, but my uh, my loose pants are tight pants now. And, uh, oh, me too. Fingers crossed that 2019 is going to be a little, uh, you know, a little less robust. Should we put it that way? I feel like if I don't work out, for, if I have like a three or four day period where I don't work out, it just feels like I am very sluggish and I just can't, I can't make it happen. I was gone you know? uh, from the gym for five days. And, you know, I always do this thing where I'm like, will I work out at the hotel? No. And I'm not going to. So I kind of just embraced that this year. And, you know, look, the holidays are just a time to like not care and let it out. You can deal with the pain. You can deal with the, the struggle afterwards. Sure. In 2019, let that be a goal for you. But you got to just give yourself a chance to 
Have a little break. Yes. Eat some cookies. Be it's good. fine. You know, feed those feelings. Whatever sure. you need to do. Don't be myambiolic <laughs> and posting things. Um, what's this? We don't, Do we have time for the sure. snow pants kid? Oh, my gosh. So this a story out of New York. A kid called 911. He was very upset, seven years old, and said, I got snow pants for Christmas. <laughs> he didn't want snow <laughs> he pants. He literally got snow pants. He got snow pants. Um, and he was upset about it. So, you know, you got to get your kids a toy and snow pants. You can't, well, I, I shouldn't say that. Maybe they can't afford more than snow pants. Oh, sure. But the kid was not having it. He was very upset and wanted the police to know how upset he was. Did they arrest his parents? No, but children everywhere are listening to find out like, what's the moral (laughs) of the story? Did it work? No, it didn't work. The moral of the story is remind kids 911 is not. It's only for real emergencies. Yeah. It's not. What I'd you're be like, congrats sad. for actually knowing how to call nine one one when there's an emergency. However, yes. snow pants, not an emergency. When I saw this story, I thought you were going to tell me like he was trapped in a snow, no. snow pants. Like what's no, his name? He got it as a gift. Uh, like the kid from um, Christmas Story, Ralphie. Mm. Ralphie. Oh, no. Or no, not Ralphie. That's his. What's his little brother's name? Randy. Randy. Yeah. Because Randy. Randy, you know, falls over in a in snow suit. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. Hey, you know what, Dawn? Uh, it's been a while since I've been here in the morning. Yeah. How late do we go on this segment? Oh, uh, well, we don't have a the normal thing <laughs> yeah. here that usually fires for other shows. So, Ryan, you can hit I'm that at any time. What's going on? <laughs> usually it tells us to stop talking by a little music bed that yeah. comes in, but I'm not on the board right now. So, anyway... Well, here's what we're going to do. When we come back, and, and magically that music will start at some point, but when we come back... It won't. He has to just yeah, hit the yeah. thing. He'll do it. He's got it. He's <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Flarge is large and in charge, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> when we come back here on Jason Alexis in the morning, we, uh, we've got some opinions about things British. Yeah. Most importantly, we're going to start off with the Queen. The Queen. People are after the Queen for being a, a rich... Biatch. Okay. Uh, I've got some thoughts for them, and we'll do that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Stop shaming the Queen, people. It's the Queen. Not Freddie Mercury. Uh, no, we're talking about the actual Queen of uh, Elizabeth. The Queen of Elizabeth. We'll get to that in just a moment and why. But you are listening to Jason Alexis in the morning here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Don McClain, Ryan Purpich. Thanks, ladies and boys, mm-hmm. uh, for being here. People are shaming the queen's one. Why are they shaming her? What's, you know, they always want to have a problem with the queen. We don't live there. Yes. So it's not our tax dollars paying for her lifestyle. Correct. But we love the queen. And I imagine that, you know, if if you're you're paying for the queen, you're going to start having opinions about it, right? Like it's, you know, like I paid for that um, yeah. couch. You better not sit. You know, in your panties on it, sit on your panties because I don't want any marks on my couch. <laughs> I'm allowed to have opinions, so the British, by all means, you know, I'm just gonna keep moving. The British, by all means, are <laughs> allowed to have opinions about their queen, yeah. But there's all this stuff, you know, how she does the, the message every year. The um, it's just called the Christmas Day message, hey, right? I'm here, Hello, I'm, I'm the, the queen, queen, and I'm here to tell you Merry Christmas. And I just want you to know that Ben, another year. <laughs> And next year will be another year. And uh, we will continue to suck you dry when it comes to the, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> when it comes to your tax dollars. That's suck that's, you dry, uh, meaning, yeah. Yes, thank you for clarifying. Oh, thank financially. You. Or otherwise, because we're the royal family and we're allowed to do whatever we want. We're so happy. Yes. 
So here's the queen doing a message on Christmas Day. Okay. Telling the world she loves them. And the British public is like, shut up! <laughs> you queenie lady! Okay, I can't do that. But no, this actual story is there's a piano in the background of her Christmas Day message. Because, of course, where else do you expect the queen to do the Christmas Day message? In the loo? Yeah. Like she's just sitting on the john. Hey, guys! In the kitchen? I'm... No, like in the turlet, no, like know. just popping yeah. a squat. Hello, uh, <laughs> you know. Of course, hello, she's gonna, <laughs> Of course, she's gonna do it in a queenly area, right? Why are they upset about the piano? Well, because it's a gold piano. It's oh. a gold leaf, gold plated. I don't know. It's a gold dumb piano, and they're like, she's got all this money, and she's telling us to be nice. How dare she? Well. I mean, what do you expect? It's the queen. It's probably a piano from like 1670. Yes. You know what I mean? Was she supposed to just sell the piano to give to the people? She's in her drawing room. Okay. Doing her drawings and talking to the people and, you know, saying all these nice things. But all these people on Twitter are like privileged. Well, here's one. Privileged, wealthy, hereditary monarch. Bung 76. (laughs) Can I say that word? I don't even know what that means. (laughs) 76 million pounds a year sitting in front of a golden piano in the palace. She's billing taxpayers $369 million to tart up, kill satire by lecturing the nation to pull together. Like, wow, Wow. you're fun at parties. Wow. Multi-billionaire tells people to be nice to others at Christmas. A decade of austerity, massive homelessness, and food bank usage. Yet no irony in the room dripping in gold as the setting for the Queen's speech. Is that piano made out of gold? How many homes could that have paid for? Oh, Lord. I can't stand you. (laughs) You That's like people who are like, how... like. Like, what, are you going to go to a drag show and tell drag queens, how dare you spend all that money on fake hair? Don't you know there are bald children in China? They need hair, too. No, it's a drag show. She's the queen. You would not have her show up at like, I mean, she's already taking the dumb train. Right. Like this queen in particular, honestly, if you know, and I don't know how much you guys follow. I know, Dawn, you're a you're a, an Anglophile. I am. Ryan, I don't know. You watch The Crown at all? I did watch okay, The Crown. So, you, you know, like this particular royal family has gone above and beyond because they want to stay where they are mm-hmm. and have nice things. And so they like take the train. Like with their feet, like they walk onto the train, sure. sit down in a chair, go, you know, like they're not. They don't have an airplane. They like don't have going yeah. off on their private Learjet or whatever. Anyway, they, what I'm saying is they've gone to great lengths to show that there's value in having, you know, the monarchy, whatever. And you can agree with that or disagree with it. But I don't know that the the Queen's Christmas Day message while she's sitting, like like shaming her for having a piano is really the thing you need to hang your hat on. Right. Like of the criticisms you could have about a monarchy. No. And this comes from a person like I'm sure both of you are. You know, I love America. I'm glad we got rid of the the monarchy i would prefer we were a little less monarchy-ish <laughs> yeah. if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. you know people right. thinking they can run things without uh, other people's opinions but, sure um so but it's the queen for crying outside uh, right i mean and if they're talking about the nuts and bolts of how they're spending their money as far as uh the dollars that go into their system the tax system that they have um they need to address that with their parliament right not yeah. the queen yeah. the queen's a figurehead yes they the british royal family they have piles of money but you know what that's such a i, I just think it's such a wonderful thing that we should treasure 
course, once again, we don't live there. And think about all the money that the and, you know, and I'm not saying this directly, like the queen is making money for people, but in a way, the monarchy does, right? It's it. it think about all the tourism solely for, you know, yes. uh, the palaces, et cetera, et cetera, and having you know a figurehead like that that really clearly does generate some money. So it's not like they're, it's not like she's just sitting there like you know, there's people starving, and she's like, ah, I'm just <laughs> yeah. rolling in gold. <laughs> She doesn't. And it's not like it's Although her fault. Although I hope fault. she does. I, <laughs> I hope do she too. does at some point. She walks into that, you know, vault and just, you know. Scrooge rolls around McDuck. in diamonds. Rolls her, yeah, They're it's swimming in the gold McDuck. coins. There's just piles and piles <laughs> of gold and <laughs> rubbing them all over and saying, it's mine, mine, all mine. I mean, you got to have that moment at least once in your life, no? Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be queen, you might as well enjoy it. It's not like she can help it. She can't just go, I don't want to do this. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's hundreds of years of tradition, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, if you're, that's the other thing. Like, if you're going to be, you know, a royal, that's, if I were going to judge them about anything, I'd be like, why are you taking the train? She's an old lady. Don't take She the has, train. she's got means. Yeah. Don't take the train. At least get a horse-drawn carriage or something. Yes. To, and a nice little pillow to sit on. Yes. Something so you don't have to be with us commoners out here oh, like riding I'm the train. F- I would be fine with that. Like, I would pay for that. I mean, sure. we're paying for Kim Kardashian, essentially. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's our royalty. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, You're going to go much? after royalty. Please go after them. Oof, how much are they making off their Instagram posts? Yeah, how much are they making off of us talking about them? Mm-mm. Thank you very much. Where's yep. my cut? Because out of the thousands of people listening right now, or five, some of them just went to the Kardashian Instagram, and every time they get a like, they get money. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Because we just mentioned them. So, anyway. Um, there's just all sorts of Britishy things. I, I don't know. I feel like we could do a whole segment, Dawn, about like all the British things that we love. Because, of course, I just finished. I Oh, no, I actually haven't finished. I haven't watched the final yet of the... Now, it's a little bit of a walk. But it's the great American holiday baking show, is I think how they're calling it. Sure. But it's essentially Great British Baking Show in for America. Yeah. And it's a holiday special. So instead of doing a full season, it's actually a holiday special. And they were putting two episodes basically in each show. Okay. So like each, every week, you basically got a two-hour lump, um, roughly. And it's basically the Great British Baking Show with Americans. Yeah. But here's the reason, and you haven't watched this I haven't because I can't stomach the thought of Americans doing it. I know, but here's the thing. It's yeah. in England. Okay. Which is hilarious. So, like, they bring the Americans, and they still call it American. I hate that I'm they're like, pandering to the American audience like this. I hate it. I know, but uh, but trust me when I say <laughs> it's actually pretty good okay. compared to previous seasons of the show where it was in the United States and the bakers were atrocious. Is Paul Hollywood? Paul still Hollywood is there. And the other gal, the new gal? Not no, Prue is not there. It's, uh, it's actually an American chef. She's from the Food Network. Oh, God. She it will drive you. The only thing that will drive you nuts is the way she eats the food. She takes <laughs> she takes her little hands and puts it in her mouth like she's a, like chipmunk, a chipmunk or a raccoon. Oh. And like, oh, that's really good. What? No. Yes. I'm already annoyed. No. I'm annoyed with the Americans. I, I like the charm of the British people because in the regular Great British Bake Off show, they're so invested in just winning this plate. They don't get a large prize. They're not whiny. They're so just absolutely 
they're self-deprecating. They they hate themselves. They're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, they're I like, I'm horrible, I'm trash. Yes, and then that they, was like, disgusting. They cry I know you're not going to like this. It's yeah. probably underdone. It's got a soggy bottom. Yeah, they just they. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's just so different from Americans, where we're like, how dare you not like my pudding? Yeah, you know oh, what I mean, yeah. well, I think that Americans love to talk back. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't like that. And they love to also come up with excuses for things. Right, and they're whiny. Yeah. That so, I will give you, but this season in particular, I felt like they did. It's the best one I've seen so far, and Baby Spice is on. Oh, Baby Spice from the Spice Girls, wow. Emma Bunton, and then Spice McAdams or whatever his name is. He's a like sports broadcaster, former <laughs> NFL player. Uh, he's I okay. think his name is Spice Adams or something. Oh, sure, yeah, Spice? yeah. We talked about this yeah. before. Yeah, Spice, Spice Adams. something. Yes, Anthony Adams, Spice Adams. Okay, so presumably that's why they got him on the show. They're actually yeah. cute together. Um, and uh, you'll have opinions about the contestants regardless. Do they um, hate each other? Do they, are they competitive? They are not, that's what not, I like about the British people that will help each other. They yeah. all hug at the end. Oh. This group is healthy. They're okay. not as healthy. You can tell that they are a little more like, I, I hope your bottom is so gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, of course they're not speaking in a British accent, but anyway, <laughs> that, I don't know why I got on that, but I was going to say, you and I love to talk British things, yes. but when we come back, we're going to continue that because there was some sad news and I'm actually excited to talk about this sad news because it involves somebody that you don't really know anything I about don't know her. and you're going to fall in love with her. Her name is Sister Wendy. She oh. passed on, but I want to share a little bit of Sister Wendy love when we come back right okay. here on Jason Alexis on my talk 1071. Hello and good morning. We're going to talk about Sister Wendy in just a moment and the life that she led and how fabulous she was at teaching us all about art, among other things. You are listening to the Jason and Alexis uh, in the morning show here on My Talk 1071 with Don McLean. Uh, you're the vestige of the show that remains uh, yes. while the other two are on holiday. Yes. Uh, I'm Bradley Trainer from Colleen and Bradley. Of course, you can hear Colleen today. Uh, she and Holly will be on from noon to three. Of course, you can continue to hear Ryan through the noon hour. He's pulling <laughs> He's a marathon. Be, yeah, yes, thank you for Talk filling about in. Stealing the Kishka. Of course, of course. I got nothing better to do today. You got Aww. all Ryan all day. Mm. Mm. Sister Wendy, is this a name that rings a bell to either of you? Well, Mm-mm. you know, I'm surprised because I am Catholic and You're I Catholic love British and stuff. you love all things British, really, right? Truly. Well, she was a religious sister, a hermit, a consecrated virgin, and the reason we all know her, an art historian. Oh, Sounds okay. fun. Right? Um, actually, I was reading You know her. I want to go back to the consecrated virgin, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd... What does a consecrated virgin mean? Does that well, mean like really, ver- like concentrated Consecrated. Well, like the consecration. She's a real concentrated virgin. <laughs> I'll just briefly sum up. Consecration is a part of the mass where they take the bread, the host, and they transform it magically into the body of Christ. That's the consecration. So she's. What does that mean, though, in terms of virginity? She is married to Christ. Oh, so did she have the? Con- did she do the thing with? No, but oh. it's just a symbolic way to say, I guess She's I am a consecrated. God. Yes. Okay. I guess I'm, I'm summing that up. If my Catholicism is off, yes. I apologize. Please don't take our <laughs> words don't. literally. And... I don't need any more guilt. Okay. Okay. Well, the reason most people know her is, of course, she was an art historian and she did a series uh, of series, TV series about art history. And I want to listen to a clip in just a moment, but um, she died on the oh. 26th. So just yesterday, actually. She's 88 years old, 88 years old. She was born in South Africa. But, you know, and I said in the description of her that she was, in addition to being a virgin, an art historian, uh, she was also a nun 
and a hermit. <clears throat> Literally, she lived in a trailer with a bunch of Carmelite nuns. But she was by herself on their property. Okay. And they kind of like took care of her. It was, it's a, there's a New York Times obituary that I would recommend if you loved Sister Wendy, you should read because I don't think many people knew what her private life was like. They might just know her publicly. Now, the reason to know her publicly is because of the way <laughs> she spoke about art. And let's listen to a little bit of Sister Wendy herself in from one particular uh, art special from uh, the BBC back okay. in the day. The story begins here, in the Dordogne in southern France. Twenty thousand years ago, it all looked quite different. Covered in ice and snow, the haunt of woolly mammoths and reindeer, which were hunted by our small, hairy ancestors. (laughs) Okay, so that's Sister Wendy. It all started in southern France. Small, hairy ancestors. Small, hairy ancestors. Oh, my. She had that delightful lisp um, and mild speech impediment, uh, clearly. But she also had, like, buck teeth. So she was just just a vision of nunliness, right? She's, like, in in one of those, like, old-fashioned habits, like uh, the flying nun habits. Mm. And she's just sitting in a field talking about the cave paintings at Lescu, France. And um, she did a number of these series where she really just taught, she gave people a reason to sort of pay attention to art, right? Like, I don't know anything about art. Most days I'm like, art museum? Really? No, I don't want to do that. Because that just sounds really boring. (laughs) Sure. But she had a way of bringing it to life that was so incredibly delightful and really brought it to life for a number of people. Meanwhile, she's literally a cloistered, or uh, not cloistered, because again, I don't know what the terms mean, but she was a nun that was basically like a borderline hermit. Right. Um, and shut in, who was not really, had never intended to have this like public life. Right. So they the BBC did specials with her? Uh, yes. Art specials. A number of art specials that were then aired in the United States uh, mm. on PBS. So oh. a lot of Americans will know her uh, from those PBS specials that ran like in the late 90s, I think, primarily. Okay. Um, and so, you know, those of us who watched a lot of public television and uh, were just fans of all anything, things British. Yes, anything that was British on yeah, PBS, like, we watched oh, it. like, Sister Wendy, bad teeth and, you know, glasses and, you know, telling us. She would talk very, very openly about the sexuality of certain pieces of war- art Ooh. and just like the ecstasy of the virgin as she's being you know, consummated for the first time. And you're like, this woman doesn't know what she's talking about, kind of. She's never had a first-hand experience. (laughs) Well, she might have had a first-hand experience. (laughs) But she didn't have a second-hand experience. Bless her. And she is wearing Unsolved Mysteries glasses, as my mom would call them. (laughs) That is when you're watching Unsolved Mysteries from the 80s. They have these big glasses, and my mom will point out, like, we'll be in... Unsolved oh. mystery glasses. We'll I see people that. in public, and my mom will be like, well, they've got on unsolved mysteries glasses. I'm like, thanks, mom. Jessica Fletcher. Yes. But she was just this simple, beautiful person. And lest you think, and this is what I found so delightful in the um, New York Times obituary of her, of Sister Wendy, who passed yesterday. She was just a, a, a truly good person who was committed to, you know, her life of of nunliness. So all of the royalties, all of the money uh that she made from these specials and, you know, tours and things, um, 
that all went back to the Carmelite nuns. She wasn't actually a Carmelite nun, but she was sort of like hanging out with them. But they, you know, they, she gave all her money away. She was living a life. What do they call that when you don't have any money? Poor. <laughs> poor. Yes. No, but she is poor. Broke. But, uh, the vow of, of, uh, Chast, uh, uh <laughs> chastity. chastity, that too. Um, a vow of, um, oh my gosh. God, uh, weird. Modesty. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I can't. She gave all her money to the church. That's right. And um, she could have, you know, she could have like really benefited from all of the celebrity that she had, but she really wanted no part of that. She really just enjoyed what she did, and I just found that to be, you know, quite delightful in the day and age that we live. That somebody would actually, you know, be like, "Well, sure, I'll tell you about." Some things I'm interested in, but I don't need any money for it. I just right. want to do it. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. So she probably, uh, Carmelite nuns in general are, uh, most of them are sequestered. So you you don't really have access to them. Uh, you can go and attend their, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I might be confusing this, but no, if I, you go to the convent, a Carmelite convent, you can attend mass with them and you see them and they have usually a lot of, uh, put a lot of effort into their choirs. So it's beautiful, but you can't just go chat with them and hang out with them. Yeah. And I could be my mother, if she was listening right now and I'm wrong about this, she would be like, Dawn, you know what a Carmelite nun is. Um, to me, I just always picture they're like always praying. Carmel. Right. Oh yeah. You when you hear Carmelite, you go yum. Yeah. So they're always in constant <laughs> contemplation sure. and prayer. You're a Carmelite nun. I don't know that you say yum, but you know. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, law, uh, rest in peace, dear sister Wendy Beckett, who passed on yesterday. When we come back here on Jason and Alexis, Chris Jenner is a rich bitch. Oh yeah. But I got a humble brag too. We'll get to those when we come back right here on it's My Talk 107.1. Good morning.